when podcasts first started, I was among the many who sort of dismissed them. You know, gee, podcast is for a person who can't get a radio job. Now, it's a genuine medium as powerful as any. It may well be more powerful than terrestrial radio. What, uh, AJ, gave you the idea to have conversations like this in an airplane? This opportunity arose because I was sitting in a conference room one day, listening to a guy talk exactly about this, and he's like, just do it. It's easy. Anyone can be a marketer. And I was like, what? This is garbage. Like, you have to make it authentic. How do you make it authentic? And I was like, aha, light bulb went off. AJ, you fly airplanes. You love doing it. You absolutely love having conversations and bringing people in and talking about the redundancy and ultimately leads to the limiting factor, which is the pilot. You love making people feel more comfortable. Why don't you do that? And at the same time, you can have conversations with them uh, about like what they're doing and, and what's going on in their lives because you've just brought them into this your world, right. into my world. So because I'm doing that and I'm saying like, Sam, this is something I absolutely love to do. What is it something that you absolutely love to do that's on this level? Be on the ground, besides being on the ground. <laughs> besides kissing the ground. In the episodes that you've done, what have you learned from guests that you were surprised to learn? Here's what I was surprised. I had a friend, Ganesh. He lives in um, Tanzania. Hey? He's a he's a digital nomad. He travels the oh, world. Wow. Okay, people do, that's a whole cool thing. That's I, a real thing, and yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about it. And he kept wanting to ask questions about uh, my business, and I kept probing him on what it was like being a digital nomad. Why would you make this choice? And like, don't you like the comforts of home? And he was like, AJ, 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 you're not understanding what is like, what's really, really out there. You sit here and fly planes, and you look at this landscape, but you're seeing one one millionth of, of what's the out there. Right. Out there. And I was like, he's right. I want to be a digital nomad. <laughs> well, My wife and kids wouldn't go for it, but though. You know, the, the one thing that was interesting, and this just traveling from Los Angeles to Philadelphia has been my first big trip since the pandemic. Oh. I didn't realize how much I missed it. Yeah. Just the rudimentary getting on the plane. Look how hard it was for you to get, get here. here. I know. It was really uh, it was much harder, frankly, than, than this. All right. You've done it. You've released some episodes to the world. Has it worked out the way you had anticipated it would? So the answer is, I don't know yet. If it was to do it and have really high production quality and do it for a self-fulfilling thing, then yes. Okay. If it was do it to build an audience and grow, we're still in the early stages of that. You asked on the ground, is it easy to get people to do it? Everyone sees it and says, this is a phenomenal idea. Can right. I be on this? I have four people a week at least say, wow, I, I want to be on it. Okay. When I think of commissioned salespeople, what necessitates uh, a quota path? Because I'm just making this up. Every salesman at my TV station gets 10% of whatever they sell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just figured that out myself. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, how hard but, is it to figure out? You think it's easy, but what has happened over the 30 years is that it's become more complicated where we're trying to really do is help demystify it. So as a seller, you're confident that your take-home is your take-home. Right. But as the station itself and the person actually paying it out, you're confident that you're paying out your team correctly. Okay. Because what happens if you get paid incorrectly? You're upset. That's a very common situation. And so we started the company for that very reason was we were helping all of those earners really 
understand what they made, but also what they could make. And so what they could make is supposed to be the incentive. The incentive is the motivation. The company is happy because you're helping with, the, with that, that motivation. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Talk to me about that for a second. I, I get 10% of every sale as a commercial salesperson. How does Quotapelt help me with my motivation? Well, sales reps work off a of variable component, so they don't know what their payments are going to be coming in. Right. So imagine that they could put a goal that says, I, if I sell X, I can pay for that down payment on a house. Right. That's what we're really trying to aim, is give the visibility and that, that motivation so that the entire company and organization knows what they're paying and how they're paying. As a civilian and as a big Shark Tank viewer... Uh, Yes. So you're, you raised $70 million in yes. various chunks. Yes. Take me through some guy who wrote you a check for X. Oh, yeah. And what is his expectation? Okay, so let's take the first check. $5 million into okay. the business. ATX Venture Partners. AJ, I heard your name by like 20 other people. I want to figure out how to partner with you. Don't care what the idea is. Let's do it. Great. I'm a month into business. Let's go on this journey. Come dream with me. Look at that sun out there. Right. We're going to go do this. Sam, let's you and I, we're going to go do this. Versus the $41 million that we just raised. AJ, take me through uh, G75 on the column on your financial plan, your gross margin and your operating handbook. How do they like? How do they line up? So that journey from the pie in the sky to you're a real company and right. we have to do it is there's a lot in between on that spectrum. So each length along that spectrum, we find the right investor that wants to partner with us that understands what we're doing and understands that we built the right team to go do it. Sam Rubin Enterprises and we're like Enterprises. likes your pitch. I give you a million dollars. I'm an experienced investor. Do you want me to get the contract right now to sign that? I'm an experienced investor. What do I get back? What should, what should I expect? What's reasonable for me to expect? Well, there's some lot of modeling to it, but if you're investing in an early stage startup, your expectation is in seven years, I'm going to 10x my return. So I expect yeah, I expect in 10 years from now, you're going to give me a check for a million dollars. Yeah. 10 million dollars. Yeah. Okay, cool. When I watch on Shark Tank, are their requests reasonable or unreasonable? So Shark Tank is unreasonable. Okay. No offense, Mark Cuban. No, but, but I've actually heard people say that if you have a real business that you're succeeding, you should not go on Shark Tank. So I have a business that I invested in that was in Shark Tank that was the most successful business on Shark Tank called Eternova. They turned ashes to diamonds. Okay, so really cool business. Uh, two people that worked for me at Trendkite started the business, Adele Archer and Garrett Ozar. Phenomenal founders and entrepreneur. I wrote a first check. They went on Shark Tank. They got like okay terms. What people don't realize is that the terms that you get on Shark Tank aren't always the final terms. Right, right, right. I you have to do the yeah. diligence and yeah, all of that stuff. So what would be other things we would talk about on your podcast? Oh, yeah. This is your first trip that you've taken. What's your next trip that you're taking? It's funny. I have a big uh, travel-y summer. My son and I are, are really involved in scouting and boy scouting, oh. which I have found to be phenomenal. Completely yes. unexpected, but a real... I was a boy scout. Okay. A real... Uh, my son eagles in a year. I was... I, I did everything but the eagle project. Okay. And I am. I was a life scout. I was OA. I did all of the things. Boy scout, it's the biggest regret in my life, not getting my eagle scout. Okay. I've never said that. I've never talked about that in the world. Uh, my mom pushed me really, really hard, and I had a rebellious streak. It's the dumbest thing I never did. I ever did. So for your son out there, Eagles in a year, yeah. make it six months. Right. I'm dead serious. Make him a way to figure out how he needs these three merit badges, his Eagle project, and this sign-off. Figure it out sooner, because I, I, I turned 18, and I was still frustrated. Five, six years ago, I was writing down in my journal... 
That was a big right. regret. Oh, well, that's interesting. We talked about it as we were coming up, right. but now you're more comfortable. And your value prop and superpower you had over those years, you, you said something about uh, personal. You, you make- oh, I, I, And the other thing, I mean, I, again, I think we can all polish our own halos or toot our own horns. But one thing, uh, people have complimented me on, on conversations and interviews. I think it's because I listen. And one thing that I think is very frustrating, and I see this all the time at press junkets, people come in with a list of questions. They're reading off their list. They're not even listening to the answers. They just want to get to the next question. And the, be- and the best question, the, the active listening is, is incredibly important. And I think active listening and observation, usually we do our interviews in person for the pandemic. We've done most everybody over Skype or Zoom. But what you can see when you just look at their setup, it's like, oh, there's a piano over there. Tell me about that piano. Or, there, you know, there's something in the room. Active listening, what do you think the, the, the most important skill in sales is? One is that the, I think good products sell themselves, or the products are really good. Yeah. And the other thing, based on the, the people I know in our sales department, it's relationships. The, 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 the sale part is almost incidental. Correct. Most important skill in sales is active listening. And that's, I mean, that's 100% where these two worlds line up. And it's, you just said that, like, from a superpower standpoint, that's something that you worked years to hone that craft on. And sales is the same way from a professional standpoint. You have to continue to hone that craft. Sam, this is the first of its kind. When you reached out, I, I was like, really? Is this, what's this going to, what's this going to be like? And I can say confidently, don't tell the other episodes. This has been my favorite episode. Oh, well, so far. I'm, I'm flattered and my hands are not even clammy, which is really extraordinary. Yeah. Well, and mine aren't either. So that's good. You're a pilot there. Okay, cool.